Beers and Tears would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land from which we conduct this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waterways and sky of this beautiful place, and we pay our respects to Elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Through her art and advocacy, Arij illuminates the interplay between adversity and healing, inspiring resilience in others. The Eritrean-blooded, Sydney-based artist's journey reflects her life shaped by toxic relationships, violence, immigrating to so-called Australia, amongst many other things. Amongst the chaos, Arij found peace in a small bedroom and a hairbrush in place of a microphone. This episode, I chat with Arij about those beginning periods of writing and singing music. We discuss her new EP, Reckless, coming into fruition at a very reckless point in her life, and the experiences of being an introverted, hermit-like musician in the extroverted music industry. Hello everyone, welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today I'm joined with Arridge. How are you? Good. <laughs> well, do you want to like start by telling me sort of like a little bit about like your history with music and just like how how it came into your life, why you started sort of making it and releasing it as this project under Arridge? How I started making music, I um, I grew up in a two-bedroom housing commission flat in Brisbane and it was the environment was pretty crazy um it was definitely not a fertile environment for a young person to grow up sound and safely and I definitely used it as an escape it was an escape for me it was a hundred percent like I need to find something that's going to bring me peace and allow me to just get my emotions out or try to understand them which is like very you know it's usually very atypical of creators and artists to to be like oh it's just my emotions and I need to figure it out but it was it was it was an escape because I could sit in my room for hours and hours and hours just writing 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 and I um I um I dated a so cliche I dated a rapper at one point um, and yeah, he was always like playing shows and making music and like doing this stuff. And there was like a massive studio in the house and I, I just really wanted to make music, but in order for me to make music, I actually had to break up with him. Thank God I did oh. dodged a bullet. I was like, no, I actually want to do this thing with my life and you can't tell me what to do. So um, yeah, and then I just and then I just kind of just started from there. Just you know, like songs can be written in a day, and then they can also take a month or a year or two years to be written. Or you, you or you can just have the plan of like I'm gonna sit here and give myself two months and write seven songs and release them. Like it's mm-hmm. there's no nothing is linear with creativity. Yeah, sick. Do you remember what like what kind of music you were like inspired by during that period of time of like growing up and like your first sort of like introduction into like your own writing experiences yeah I I am 
my mother was really young when she had me. Like she was like 14, 15 when she had wow. me and an immigrant. Yeah, she immigrated to Australia by herself when she was a like a kid, like a teenager with a with a child. And she was really into like RB and hip hop. Like there was always like Monica and Brandy playing in the house and Michael Jackson and Jagged Edge and 112 and like all these things going on. But I also um so that I was heavily, heavily, heavily influenced. You know, there was like just and Tupac. Tupac was big in the house. <laughs> There's lots of that, like you know, early 2000s, late 90s, 90s R&B playing. But I, you know, I also had my own taste in music. Like I stole a CD from an op shop one day, and that was like a JJ Kale album, and it just really changed my life. And I. I realized that there was more to music than just what was being spoon fed to me, you know, by my mother. Not on purpose, but it's just you're a kid, you just live someone else's yeah. life. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I just I just explored. Like I just I was so intrigued by people's talents. I just wanted more and more and more and more. But my 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 writing is interesting. Like this EP, for instance, it's like, you know, it's that it's contemporary pop, you know, the I use the word urban lightly, but it is. And sorry, my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Inside. Choose one. In or out. Um yeah, and like my writing, I love, I just love writing. I love writing in general. Like I've got like a hard drive of like these acoustic country ballads and then there's like just a whole bunch of just like straight hip-hop tracks where I'm just rapping and then there's like, you know, there's like sad, you know, like I I, I love finding new like mediums through music. But, yeah, yeah. Was the JJ Kale album like intentionally taken or was it just like, I'm going to take one of these CDs like this and it just happened to be the JJ Kale one. I like I was a kid and like we just went to an op shop and the op shop was like in Woolloongabba. It's not there anymore. And, and this is in Brisbane and I was with my mom and I just saw like an album and it was like blue and like clouds and it had like a random guitar on it. Like, yeah, like from memory, that's what I remember. And I just remember being like, I want that. I'm going to take it. I like I don't I don't even think my mom knows that I took it. Yeah, but I love that. Like you know, random music kind of like comes into your life and comes to you in like different ways. Like you would, like who knows like at what point in time like you would have discovered JJ Kale, like if it hadn't have been for like you being a kid and just like taking this random CD. Like it's just funny. Right. I just nicked it. You know, when you're a kid, when you're a kid, I don't think you have that concept of like, oh, there could be really bad consequences for me taking this. Yeah, for sure. Like, it, I like it. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you've gone on now to record your own EP, Reckless. Um, yes. Kind of like covers a whole range of genres, sort of like on that note of all these different influences along the way. I guess like how um, did you go about creating this EP and like what was the process like for you in terms of writing, production, recording, all the things? 
This is interesting. I love hearing other people's stories about their the way that they came up with their music. They're like, oh, you know, it was like me and Gerald, whoever Gerald is. You know, we were just like sitting in the room and it took us. No, like this this was literally an extremely reckless period of my life. Like mm-hmm. I had no guidance and no support. I was supporting myself. I was keeping my life afloat. But everything was just really unbalanced. I was making really bad decisions and it just spilt over into making music as well. Um, But I had multiple producers and I worked with multiple different people. And I think the reason why it's so eclectic is more eclectic, like there's a large, you know, there's like this acoustic song and there's hip hop and there's pop and like, um, is because I was just kind of like all over the place, just like testing things out. And sometimes some of the songs were like half finished and a producer just died, decided to like fall off the face of the earth and I had to take it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So everything's really, you know, it's just a collection of songs that I wrote during a really crazy time. And even, even the way that the songs came to completion was really <laughs> like intense as well. You know, like I had some people really, really like kind of, really helped me out and I think it's important to have that community even in music as well yeah I did I answer that question correctly did I answer yeah. it properly like I first would say go yeah you honestly there's no correct way to answer a question uh, it's like whatever comes to you in the in the conversation <laughs> works for me okay great 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 yeah, you've got the you've got Pop Off and His Nation um on this EP as well. Um yeah, do you wanna like touch on these tracks a little bit? They're pretty like powerful songs in the the grand scheme of the EP as well. Um yeah, and I just kind of wanted to like highlight these two tracks in particular. Yeah, um His Nation His Nation's oh, like I think I think for me during this weird transition time of my life where I was trying to feel or like cultivate a feeling that I didn't, that I didn't feel like I innately had, it came out through music. Mm-hmm. Like everything, like everything's kind of juxtaposed, like with pop off, it's that the person that I was with was actually an absolute asshole mm-hmm. and didn't make me feel really good. And I used music as a vehicle to kind of like embody these feelings and kind of tell a different story, not to be delusional, but just to be like, oh, I, 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 I want this reality. I want to feel yeah, like yeah. this. And this, you know, and the same with his nation. I was like, I, you know, when you don't feel that confident, you can dwell in that, like you can dwell in that and sit in it and be like, uh, 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 whatever, which is fine. Like do what you got to do. But for me, it was just genuinely like, no, I, I want to be this person. Like I want to feel like this. I want to, I want to feel like this. I want to, to birth this woman. And I got to do that through music, you know, and you keep kind of dreaming about this person that you want to be or these feelings that you want to feel. And then eventually you, you know, you become that person. Hopefully. Yeah. I was going to say, like, do you feel like writing those songs and sort of like, I don't know, for me, like, I know when I'm like journaling random things, I'm like, oh, like everything makes sense now. Like I know what I think and I'm yeah. feeling about something and like, what the hell? I could, it's, it feels so simple suddenly. Um, I yeah. Like when you were writing these songs and putting them together, did you feel like 
you know, these like goals or like these like aspirations were like more attainable for you and like help you sort of like get to the points you wanted to get to or like kind of like in a manifestation sort of way? It was never intentional in the sense of like, I'm just going to write about money and cars and I'm going to write about it so much that eventually the money. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was just, it was just, I think at that time it was like such, just such a want. Mm. It was such a desire for me to feel a type of way. So I just kind of did it through music unintentionally. You know, like now, don't get me wrong, now like I'm, I'm an absolute princess and I refuse to feel anything less than than a princess from anybody, you know, especially my partner. But it took a lot of like crappy things to happen before I even, you know, before that even like clicked. Mm. So, yeah, I think maybe in a way it was very unintentional manifestation. Mm. Maybe I do need to start writing about money and cars. Maybe. Sometimes it is a subconscious thing, though. (laughs) Like you subconsciously, like sometimes you're not like writing something because you want it to happen, but like it's like a subconscious thing that sort of like when you're like putting it out there, like it just sort of does. Yeah. If it's something that you want eventually, hopefully, that like you can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a new thing. Next EP, Money and Cars. Yeah, love it. Stay tuned. <laughs> Just stamp it. Oh my god, stop love it. it. So good. Funny. And I guess like along the way, you've had the chance to collaborate um, with some amazing artists and um, producers, and just like people. Who make cool stuff. Could you like talk a little bit about um working with like Benetta Fields and Sam Cutlock and um yeah, I guess like how those collaborations sort of came into fruition and and they weren't collaborations, they were they were like friendships. Mm. Just like people people that I met along the way that kind of um were like, no, you should do this. Yeah, you know, like you should do this. Like Vanetta, um I met through a friend and that woman is cutthroat, cutthroat. Um, but she's also very lovely and very, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, and Sam Cutler, like, rest his soul. Um, it was just people that I met along the way that kind of fostered a, a belief in me mm. and were like, yeah, you should, you should do this, you, you should give it a try. Because it's so easy to kind of just like not. Yeah. So easy to not. It's so easy to not. But, you know, like when you meet people that have like these amazing histories and you're like, whoa, like how am I sitting in your house right now? Mm. You know, having having this chat that kind of embeds this thing of like, okay, all right, this is this is this is achievable. This yeah. is something that's in this is something that's in my sphere of achieving. Yeah. Okay like that sort of like um like make you feel like well for me like make you feel like um you're um like worthy of like what's happening or like you know you deserve to be here and deserve to be like doing the things that you it's like a little bit of like that um like reassurance of like yeah yes yeah and like I'm such a hermit like I've been called out so many times by peers in the industry, especially here in Sydney, for like 
not go like not being out like I'm not I am not outside yeah (laughs) I am not outside like you if you catch me at a party take all the photos you can yeah call the press yeah call the press (laughs) Like it's like it's like spotting a, like a four leaf clover. Like you're like, what the hell's going on? Like, wow, she's outside. Because I'm just not outside. My level of anxiety is just like I don't want to. I don't want to be outside. That and I and I I do everything myself. You know, of course I have help. Like I have, you know, like for instance, the other person that's in this call like helps me a lot. Mm. Um, with the things that she does but then when it comes to everything else it's like I'm it's on me like I am when like I'm 100% independent this year I definitely do want to grow some more but like I do everything Mm. I don't have the capacity to go outside Mm. there's always something that I am doing you know and going outside has to be really worth it like mm. really going to a party or going to a thing or going to it, it's like it's got to be like I'm like if I miss this I'm going to regret it mm. you know otherwise it's like I don't want to be outside yeah I don't know how it's turned into a conversation being outside well I don't even know how we got here how did we even I don't know even, you... well, the worthiness the worthiness yes. thing it was yes. the worthiness yes. thing and it's like it's you know having those instances and those circumstances and, and, you know, building these friendships with these people that have done amazing things in their life or just, you know, like, like life is like a thread, like, like there's little things along the way that kind of make up the story and you kind of notice them. You're like, Oh, I'm here. Okay, cool. This is a sign to keep going. This is a sign to stop. But that, that sense of like worthiness, Man, I don't know. Like, you do need feedback. Like, you need a certain amount of feedback from the world around you that says, gives you like the green light or the thumbs up. That's also a dangerous game to play because if you're not getting that feedback, Mm. whatever that feedback is like, feedback as well. Like, what if you're getting like, you know, feedback that's just like the right thing and someone's like, this is so shit, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, that and that sense of, yeah, that I don't, I think that's where I was going with that worthiness thing. And I also have like like yeah that I also have a sense of anxiety and I you know I don't really like I don't really like being outside because like I'll be outside and I'll be like laughing and joking and kikiing and all this sort of stuff but then I go home and I'm like doing the I'm on the spin cycle like everything that I said what did I say what did that person think oh my god did I you know and I'm just like why subject myself to that. And how do you feel like that translates to like live shows and being in those environments? Like how do you sort of navigate that world? Doing live shows is one of the best things in the world. You get on, you pump it, you sweat it out. You like, I love it. Mm. I love it because it's just you, you have a job to do and then you bounce out anxiety like being on the stage that's kind of like gone yeah definitely being on stage with the mic and having like singing it out I think it's really amazing you know I'm planning I'm planning these live shows right now and I'm working with um uh, an engineer and a producer well they're the same person they're an engineer and they are a producer a producer <laughs> um <laughs> and a dj um and 
they've been saying to me like, like, oh, like, what do you want to put here? And what do you want to put there? Da, da, da. And I'm like, let's just do it live and we'll figure it out. The first show isn't going to be a bomb, but the last show is going to be amazing. I said, as long as we have a skeleton there and we know what's happening and what's coming next, every show will figure it out because there is nothing like being on stage and being connected and being in the moment. And that's when you figure out what it is that you need. And that's what I was saying to him. I was like, take it easy. We have the skeleton. We've got the blueprint. I got the, I, I know myself, you know yourself. We're confident in that. And then you keep building. But it's great because you get to like build with this energy that you don't always have, you know, and I can walk off stage being like, oh, I think maybe we should put that little backing vocal in there or like maybe we can get the guitar in this part too like when I was on stage it would have been really great to have that energy like yeah and I and I love that I love that so much I'd rather sit there and be on a spin cycle about putting on a shit show than be on a spin cycle because I went to a party and got social anxiety like what the fuck yeah you know what I mean yeah and and what exactly can people I guess like you've got the CP coming there's all this music happening and you're putting together these live shows. I guess like what do these, what do you envision these live shows to like look like and be like? And yeah, what can people sort of expect from the Arridge project going into the rest of this year? Just realness and rawness. I don't really want, but like I, at one point I was like, oh, I want all these bells and whistles and then I want, like, a big projector that has, like, all this artwork and then I have to do, the, the, like, all this sort of stuff. And I was, like, um, like back in Brisbane at one point, because I've relocated to Sydney, but when I was playing lots of shows in Brisbane at one point, like, I did have that. And um, I don't know. I just I feel like right now it's about a really – intimate real raw level of connection yeah and that's what it is so it's just like just like 100% pure vulnerability all my sweat blood and tears that's mm. what people can expect no bars held sorry if you wanted dances if you wanted dances and if you wanted like a unicorn running across the stage and stuff like that that's not that's not my show but if you want if you want some real rawness then definitely come because I, I I will lay it out yeah that's and that's what I want for myself as well beautiful and I guess my final question for you looking at like the EP and the songs that you've released thus far um what are like three songs of yours that you would like recommend to someone who had never heard of your music before I would say listen to his nation because that's like that's that's a good intro is it songs off the EP? It doesn't have to be. It can just be like any any of your music. Um, this is really weird, and I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. But my first EP, there's a song called "What's Real," and I really, really love that song. I really love that song. I was actually thinking about that today as well. But I would listen to I'd listen to His Nation. I'd listen to What's Real, and then. On the on this EP, it'd have to be Freedom and Lambos and Logan, I reckon. So that's four. Okay, cool. Lambos and Logan, His Nation, What's Real. 
Yeah, that's it. Beautiful. That three or four? And and um, freedom. You said. And freedom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Freedom, Lambos and Logan, His Nation. And then you can go all the way back and listen to What's Real. I also really love Wine With It. I think Wine With It is like a favourite song of mine that I did. It was a collaboration a little while ago. So, yeah. They could be like bonus tracks. Yeah, bonus tracks. Just listen to it all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just hit play. Let it run through. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much for chatting to me this album. Thank you for thank you for making the time.